Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to another edition of your favorite podcast, Insane in the Membrane. Insane in the Membrane. Greetings, weary traveller. It is I, Rich Wilson, the innkeeper. Come in and have some mead and a potato and maybe a chunk of cheese and bread. Uh, welcome. I've been watching old films lately and that's been a lot. There's been a lot of that. Um, just, yeah, weary travellers wandering around in the woods. Um, it just makes me laugh when I look at those old films that with the, in the medieval times and you're like, is that really how they dressed? Did they really do that? It, it seems those shoes look very sturdy for the for the Middle Ages or whatever it was, uh, the medieval times. Anyway, I don't know. I get you can't get caught up in all that Hollywood stuff, can you? Of course, it's for. It would be rubbish if they actually looked like what it was like back then. You know, wandering around in your own shit. Um, get good. Anyway, yeah, we went to a castle because uh, my my wife Kate loves a castle, so we went to um, Powys Castle. In uh, in Wales and uh, and yeah, had a wander around there and that was interesting. I uh, I have an aversion to it though because I was dragged around castles as a kid. So now it just reminds me of being a kid and not wanting to go to castles. So I have to really fight those horrible childish urges. But I really enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. all the tapestries and seeing how how they used to live. Wonderful, wonderful gardens as well in Powys. And then we had a scone and a cup of tea. Because uh, that's what you do when you go to a National Trust venue. That's what you have to do. It's obligatory. And then you have to buy a pencil and, er- and an eraser. That's what you have to do. Um, and if you're around the area, there's another bank holiday coming up, I believe. Is it the 29th of May? Spring bank holiday, is that right? Be the, I don't know. There's been a bank holiday every every weekend this month, isn't there? But uh, as uh, producer Paul and I are, we, you know, we do this. So we don't really... Well, I, I, I don't. I gig all the time, so I don't really make the most of bank holidays. And producer Paul has to do a load of work before all the bank holidays to make sure he's at home with the wife. Otherwise, he's going to get the all hell to pay. So he works his ass off, this producer Paul. Good on him. And um, yeah, we, and, we, and thanks to you, you support us. We keep this going. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to you wonderful patrons and you wonderful listeners. Um, very, very much appreciate you all still being there. It's really lovely of you. Um, so yeah, we're getting into the summer now. Right, proper summer is underway, so we can all start walking around in our in our crappy shorts and our pink skin, looking like uh, looking like a stick of Brighton Rock. 
<laughs> I like that when you see that really bad tan on like and it's always the fellas in it mostly <laughs> we don't no I'm true I'm not putting I don't need to put any suntan lotion on you go mate you look like a crab stick sort yourself out um right let's get on with it shall we uh this week's guest is the fantastic Amelia Rose uh she's a funny 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 comedian uh brilliant human being and she does a lot of work uh in the mental health uh area uh, area is that right have I said that right probably not um, but she works in a prison and uh, so she deals with mental health uh, things every day and she's a mental a mental health uh, uh, specialist and she's fantastic and it's a really it was a really interesting chat that we had with her and she's really been going through it as well in her private life like sadly her dad passed away um, which is I, it's on my mind a lot like it's my dad's you know my dad's getting older and I don't want him to go you know, he's got a while yet, I'm sure, but he's still like, oh, he's 75, 76, and then, you know, I don't, you know, he's, you know, for those of you who lost a parent, it must, I can't imagine what you must be, must be going through, and I'm, and I know it's coming, and I'm not looking forward to it, and uh, Amelia has just gone through that, and I felt really, I felt for her, I really did, and she still came on the podcast and having a chat. Um, so this is, this is, we're going to de- dedicate this episode to Peter Leathers. Um, who was Amelia's dad uh, by all accounts a top top dude um, and she said um, the man that gave me my superiority comp- complex <laughs> oh, Amelia so this is for Amelia's dad Peter Leathers uh, oh, what a shame it's a real shame but you know it, it comes for all doesn't it and I don't want it to I don't want it to but it's going to happen I know and to anyone else that's lost parents or loved ones whatever I feel for you it's not nice and it's I know it's part of life but it's not very nice but um, this was a really good episode with Amelia we had a really good chat um, and you'll hear in the episode what what kind of person she is she was brilliant I really enjoyed talking to her so coming up in a minute is the fantastic Amelia Rose Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Insane in the membrane. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's me, Rich Wilson, and today I'm joined by the wonderful Amelia Rose. Hello. Hello. How are you? 
Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Well, where are you at the minute? Where do we find you? I'm at home, which is Ilkley in West Yorkshire. Oh, I know Ilkley. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, North Leeds, North Bradford, bit of a yeah. tourist spot. Cow and Calf, people normally know it for. Right, right, right. Is that where you're from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I've got a soft spot for Yorkshire. I love it up there. I think it's, yeah. it's a beautiful place. Yeah, I've gigged loads up there. Um, yeah, I don't know. What, I just tend to just gig in the north quite a bit. So, Well, yeah. I think we've got a good sense of humour up here. I think so. I think so. You're always up for it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, it's always great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're, so you're, you're, I've seen that you're gigging around and that. How long have you been going? Well, so I sort of, uh, so I did, I think we've, we've got a little bit of a link about how I started. So I did a comedy course called Laugh at Leeds, which is run by the gorgeous Silky. Oh, yeah. yeah. He tells me that he bullied you a little bit to start, a bit he of stand-up, which doesn't surprise me because he bullied me to do the improv course after. Um, so I did that, and that ended at the end of 21. And then on Valentine's Day 22, I did my first sort of real gig, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been going just over a year, but I've done just over 25 gigs. So okay. really spaced out, try and fit it in with work. Yeah. Um, so it's it sort of felt like a long time, but actually in reality, in terms of hours and minutes, it's it's not that long, really. It's the same for everyone. Everyone's. Just, I've said that before. I've said it before. When you're starting out, you know, you go, oh, "I am a comedian now," and you go, and then you, know, you, <laughs> yeah. you end up. You do like six gigs a year, and it's yeah. You know, it just takes time to sort of get get into it. You know, it takes a while. Like my wife is having to. She's doing it, and she's having to start again because of the pandemic. But you know, yeah. it's, it's it's hard. It's hard because you. It's all about the connections. You see, that's why you need to do the gigs. It's not just about the stage time. It's meeting people, and then they go, "Oh, come and do this gig. Come and do that gig." This is it, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I like to think I'm quite good at, at networking. That's my thing. I'll do a lot of uh, aggressive DMs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you've got to though. If you don't ask, you don't get. And if you're not well, going to back it. yourself, yeah. Um, and then once you meet somebody who runs good nights and they rate you, they recommend you to other people. And that, kind of how it's happened and i've ended up in really good company i've been really lucky yeah i know i saw the picture of you with uh rob rouse yes um and he's another one see it was silky that bullied me into doing comedy but it was rob rouse that actually told me i could do it he was the first yeah. person to say i think you've got it mate i think you could do this yeah so yeah, yeah he's a top first time i heard that it just um i respond very well to positive feedback and i think if i admire someone and they show they believe in me i'm like oh okay Maybe I have yeah. got this. I'm always imposter syndrome. I'm waiting for the day a promoter's like, she's not even funny. Why is she here? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the fear? I mean, there's going to be, you're going you know, you can't, not everyone's going to like you. You're going to, yeah. there's going to be, even now, I mean, I'm 20 years in nearly, and it's, you know, there's promoters, some promoters that don't book me, don't like what I do. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, there's others that love what I do, and you just, it's just like life, isn't it? You can't please everyone. Yeah. You know, yeah. you're going to, I think you have to be, a, you know, I, I mean, and that's easier. Now I'm older, I've kind of got my head around that. But when I was young, it used to, to, to think that someone didn't like me, used to just yeah. crush me. Hideous, yeah. yeah. I've done a lot of work on that. I used to be a, a real people pleaser. Mm. Um, and then, as you say, I mean, I'm 32 in a couple of months, but the past couple of years I've done a lot of work and thought, Do you know what, I'm a nice person, I work hard, yeah. and if you don't like me, it's on you. 
Yeah, exactly. I tell myself oh, yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. We fuck up now and again. We all, I'm always saying this on here. We all make mistakes. We fuck up. We make bad choices. You know, we get a bit selfish sometimes. But I think on the whole, fundamentally, you know, you're a decent person. If you recognize that, you go, oh, fuck, I shouldn't, yeah. have, I shouldn't have done that. You know, or I shouldn't have, I, I don't know why I was behaving in that way. Yes. I'm a huge fan of accountability. Big mm. time. I'll put my hands up um, and say, yeah, I'm, I messed up. And actually, do you know what? I've learned the best lessons I have from, from doing that. And, and people respond to you when you do that. Yeah. I respect people who will be accountable for stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's, that's how you grow. <laughs> I know, but there are some people, especially in this industry, that they just, I don't know, they, they, the further up the ladder they get, the more, the bigger the arsehole they become. And then people, yeah. some people encourage it. You know, they're kind of like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, you know, they're a talented person, so... You know, they get to behave in this sort of way. And you're going, listen, that's going to bite you on the arse. You know, if you if you encourage an arsehole to be an arsehole, one day you're going to get covered in shit. Yeah. And, uh, you know. That's exactly that is, it. Yeah. I've, I've never, I've always been, I think this is why I got in a lot of trouble when I was younger, hierarchy to me doesn't exist. We're just human beings. So yeah. not really, like, you know, respectful, but not really bothered who you are because we should all be treating each other in the same way. And yeah. do you know what though, to be fair, 90% of the comedians I've met and, and the bigger, you know, like Rob, like Rob Rouse, like mm. Nina have been super open and I haven't felt like they've looked down on me. And actually there's Jenny Hart as well. She put me in touch with Graham Rayner, who I know you did. Oh a yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, he's been brilliant and he's been massive in terms of how I've progressed and actually, there's a lot of people who want to support you. And yeah. that's the stays. That's the thing with this industry. Yeah, there's one or two people that you'd rather not be in a green room with. But on yeah. the whole, people are pretty cool, very supportive. Yeah, um, especially, like I say, like the ones that have been going longer. Like Rob Rouse has been going, he's, you know, he's been going longer than I have. And he, he's always been so supportive. And there are loads of people like him. That, yeah. as you said Nina as well and it's, it's, they're just they're just happy to they're happy to be doing it they're good at what they do and they want to encourage other people to have a nice time and it's it's so lovely so yeah, yeah. When I say there are arseholes but they're very few and far between yeah agreed agreed and yeah. I think actually for the most part if you are secure in what you do and you can put your ego in check yeah. you're not worried about it I can imagine some people thinking oh well I wouldn't want that person to end up progressing because that might stop, you know, stop me getting booked or I don't necessarily want someone to be recognized like I am because I've got my reputation and blah, 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 blah. And I understand that. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's nice that actually it's m mostly just encouragement, which is yeah. just really nice. No, it's lovely. And I think with that, I mean, there is, you know, people, I think in life in, in general, I think just don't worry about what other people are doing. Yeah. If you just focus on what you're doing and do it the, to the best of your ability, yeah. you're going to get somewhere. You're going to get the job that you want. You're going to get the you're going to get the gig that you want. Yeah. If you if you focus on yourself, you're too busy looking at other people going, "Oh, why have they got that? Why that's not fair?" Mm -hmm. Or you're worried that oh, I'm, they're too similar to me. I'm not having that. You're going to yeah. get a whole world of get a whole world of trouble. So you've just got to just just focus on what you're doing. Be the, do the best you can. Um, be a decent person when you're around other people. Just don't yeah. be a cunt, you know? Yeah, it's not, it's not hard, <laughs> is it? You, it's not rocket science, but I, I do think 
that view actually is sometimes the minority and I just think, oh, is, is that not normal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just it's be a... respectful. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's uh, it, it, the thing that separates the, 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 the wankers from the decent people is the fact that, as I've already said, you're kind of aware of it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like you always keep yourself in check. You're always a bit, sometimes you're overly cautious you kind of like oh, sorry mm. i'm really sorry if i've upset you and you go no you haven't you're all right don't worry you know yeah, yeah we, but other people that aren't like that yeah. they're just they just got their eyes eyes on the prize they never look behind them they're just always yeah. facing forward and you go all right fine you just you do you mate you know i'm gonna do yeah. what i do you yeah. carry on doing that yeah. you know i've that's... definitely been guilty of that for sure yeah. in this arena and um i sort of i'm a competitive power lifter and i think when you're around you know, the top dogs, you think, well, they're progressing so much. I want to progress that much. Um, And not necessarily it's not fair. I hate the victim card. Yeah. But it's, you know, what what are they doing that I'm not? Or why am I training as hard or working as hard? And it's it's not happening for me. And that I have had to get myself in check, as you say, with that and just think, you know what? I'm doing my best. It's all I can do. And actually, in reality if I wanted to do more gigs and I wanted to do bigger gigs, I would have to take a risk and I would have to give other things up. So, mm. you know, there is some decision-making in that. Yeah. What got you into the powerlifting thing? So actually uh, an ex, we split up three years ago now, but when we met, he was really into the gym. He went six days a week and I, I really struggled with that. And I didn't get the gym thing. I've never been good at sport. I was never picked for teams, which I was cool with. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not a runner. Cardio isn't my thing. And eventually, after about a year and a half, I sort of went down. And the the guy who runs the gym, who's my coach now, was sort of like, oh, let's, let's get you underneath the barbell and we'll just do some squats and just see how you find it. And a couple of days later, my ex fed back to me that he'd said he thought I was a natural and I was wow. good at this. And again, it was a, a little bit like how I found my way through comedy. That was enough for me to go, someone believes in me. Yeah. I want to keep doing this. And then I, I realised, I was like, oh, I am I am quite good at this. This makes me feel good. I'm seeing loads of progress. And just what it does for my head, it is therapy in such a big way. And so it's my social scene as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it, is it, um, is it very competitive in that world? Um, do you know what? It's, it's actually, the two are very similar in terms of there's loads of support because no one gives a shit what you look like. Yeah. No one gives a shit what you lift. We all know we've had to start from somewhere. Um, when you're around the best of the best and you're competing against European champions and British champions, it's very easy to feel inferior. Mm. And of course, when you compete, it is a competition, but the support you get from everybody, you've got strangers in the room screaming your name. Everybody just wants to see everyone at their best and everybody wants to see people being proud of what they've done because we all know how much work it takes. So actually, it's it's very similar. It's like a big family and you get people who compete at 14 and people who are competing in the 70s and it's just just ace. I love it. I think it's super inclusive. Yeah. I really, I, I, I joined the gym again a couple of years ago. I used to have a personal trainer and I loved it because yeah. I had, it was someone to, I had someone to answer to. Yeah. Um, and he was a top, he's a top boy. Uh, his name's Andre from Lithuania. This fucking massive dude. And <laughs> he did, he, even now there's things that he taught me 
that weren't even it weren't even like gym related. It was just about like being organised and planning and just you know yeah. like there was one day I've said this before, but I turned up. I was I I was going through some shit, and I remember I turned up at the gym and I had I think I had a towel and one shoe, and he just <laughs> went. He just goes, you're just wasting my time and your money. Yeah. He goes, just put it in your bag the night before. Make sure you've got it. He goes, you know you're coming here. Yeah. And that just stay with me. I was like, oh, yeah, if you've got something to do tomorrow, get your bag ready. Yes. And then you're not rushing around. Like today, I was rushing around this morning because I'm I'm hanging. A mate of mine, uh, <laughs> we went out for a drink last night. We went out to have a chat, and it ended up we had a couple of pints. And uh, so this morning, it's just carnage. Because uh, I'm not drinking as much as I used to. So now... The hangovers hit harder, but yeah, so I'm running around this morning, I had a shoe on, I can't find my wallet, and then my wife's like, you've got to drop me off at work, I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll be with you in a minute, so I've made her late as well, but yeah. it's just, but normally, if you you know what, you, if you've got something to do the next day, get your bag ready. Yes, yeah. and this yeah. is something I've learnt the hard way, and it's always been a struggle, and again, I'm not a victim, I am responsible, no. but my, my life is chaotic, my personal life and my functioning mm. is poor um and i started a new job a month ago which which is an old job i've gone back and i thought right how can i make my life easier and i realized it's not giving myself 25 minutes to rush out the door because then i leave and i'm stressed and i'm flustered yeah and do as much as i can the night before and it's it sounds so stupid and i knew this already but it's remarkable how much easier it makes your life mad isn't it it's just yeah. it's like with this I, I used to like doing this and i used to look at on the train on the way in and i'd go through my i'd make notes on the train and you're like you know you know that someone's going to be on the show so why have we yeah. done this do it before yeah. Yeah. and then when you get on the train and you've got your notes already you can just flick through them you know you've got a plan and honestly my wife is one of the most organized people ever and she has taught me so much about being organized because i before I don't know how I coped. I think producer yeah. Paul was my wife because he he, <laughs> he's on top of it all. Everyone he, needs a work wife. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and again, he just drops me a WhatsApp. Don't forget, we're doing this. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's... You need I, people like that in your life. It's yeah, important. I've, I've yeah. got a girlfriend who will remind me a couple of weeks before that we've got an event. So she'll mm. go, don't remember. We're going to, you know, don't forget, rather. We're going to a wedding next week. Um yeah. And that's that's love. That's people caring about you and, yeah. and wanting you to do the best that you can. I think I used to overcompensate and be overly organised and driven by anxiety because mm. um, I've got, surprise, surprise, like 99% of, of comedians, and as I know you've said before, likely yourself, I was diagnosed yeah. with ADHD about four years ago now. Um, and then once I got through that and I'm I'm on meds for that. I know people have got lots of different opinions. My opinion is do what's best for you. Mm. Um, but once I got medicated for that, my anxiety lowered so much that I, I almost got to a point where I was so relaxed that I was like, oh, sometimes having a bit of anxiety is good to get you into <laughs> gear. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to, I'm, I'm in the middle at the minute. I'm getting better. But what I've realised, and it's all right, which I was always a bit ashamed of. I just need a bit of support sometimes from people. Yeah. Um, and people are happy to give it if they love you. Yeah, exactly. Decent. I think, I've said this before, My, I remember hearing my youngest son, he was talking to someone, we were having dinner around his, uh, around, it was like a family thing, and I heard him talking to someone else, and he went, well, the thing is with daddy, just needs a bit of looking after. Yeah. And it is that, it's because, it's. I just, my brain just 
fires off in different directions all the time. So yeah. I end up doing four things at once or yeah. and not completing any of them. And you just mm-hmm. you just stand there and you go, for fuck's sake, just do one thing. Just yes. just put a washing on. That's what you're yeah. doing. That's why you're in the bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. You know. This is it. This is it. And it's so distracting. And it means afterwards you have that feeling of shame and disappointment yeah. and you feel crap. And you know it's going to happen, but it's really difficult. I don't. I actually don't know how people do it. I don't know how people start the washing up and think, do you know what, I might finish this. <laughs> that, that was my plan. Not yeah. even have to think about it. I'm like, God, what what must that be like? What is your life like? Yeah. I have, I have literally have to write lists now of what I need to do. Oh, I don't like lists. I don't like a list, but I have to because I'll just forget. Because there's so many things, because I'm, you know, we're lucky that we, you know, the podcast is doing well and gigs are going well. But there's so many different ways that people can contact you. Yes. I have to write, I have to go, right, check that, check that, check yeah. that. Check all the messages. Otherwise, people get lost and missed. And Yeah. And have you got forms of communication which really stress you out? Specific apps or like calls or emails. Phone calls stress me out. I'd yeah. rather you just message me and go, tell me what you want. Yeah. But this, can I call you? I think that I think it comes from when I was younger, um, <clears throat> and I, I, was, I, I, I was I was being a bit of a dick. I was I was a young lad, and I had a girlfriend, but then there was someone else I was seeing, and I was mm. being a bit of a cock, and so I was hiding from people. So when the phone would ring. I'm like, oh shit, what's this? And I would panic. And yeah. now that panic's in me. So every time that I, every time someone every time someone says, Can I call you? I'm like, oh shit, what have I done now? Even oh, though yeah. I haven't, even though I haven't done anything, it's just in yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, call me when you can. Why? What's happened? Why? What happened? Just tell me what it is. Yeah, yeah. Please, yeah. just a clue, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can I get it? And there are some people that call me just to have a chat. And I can't yeah. get weird around that. I'm like, no. <laughs> it's just not in me to, I would never ring anyone up and go, how are you doing? I'll no. drop you a text and go, how's it going? Yeah, but... same. But I don't know if you find, I never ever feel worse after having a chat with someone that I like. No, no, I'm always like, that was nice. I should do that more often. Yeah, every time. But it's out, out of sight, out of mind, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it is that, there's, there's comedians that they'll phone people when they're on the way to gigs or the way back from gigs and they're all, chat- they're all chatting to each other. And I'm like, oh, okay. It doesn't occur to me to no. ring anyone. It wouldn't, wouldn't me either. <laughs> wouldn't me either. I feel so bad. The person whose call I screen the most is my mum. Right. And I adore her. And I don't know why I do it because, again, you know, growing up, mother-daughter relationships are very complicated but um oh, as we've got older we've we've rebuilt that right and i always enjoy speaking to her but i always think oh god not now and i don't know why and it obviously comes from something yeah um and it must have come from previous contact where maybe it was always something stressful right. or something i knew would end in frustration and going do you know what i, I can't continue this conversation yeah um, but now we have a lovely chat and then i feel dreadful yeah, I get on well with my parents now, and I think because I was when I was a teenager, I was a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Excuse me, and so I think it it did damage our relationship a bit. But now they yeah. understand that. Look, I'm trying. I'm trying my best. I'm doing the thing that I love, and I know sometimes they can't quite understand what it is I do. 
Yeah. But they get it. They get it and they don't get it. It's a weird one. But you were saying about the relationship between a mother and a daughter. Is is it complex? Oh, my goodness me. I mean, for me, certainly. Mm. And... I know, I know from other girlfriends, it's it's very different to a mother-son relationship. Yeah. That dynamic is just something else. And I think it it comes from being a little girl and the expectations yeah. that society have on you to be well-behaved and just conform a little bit more. And I, I think as well, to be totally honest, and this might not be with every mother and, and daughter relationship, I do actually appreciate that some families are fairly normal, which again blows my mind, um, <laughs> is this sort of um, competition. Right. Okay. Yeah, I've and, heard about this before, yeah. Yeah, and I think almost a little bit of um, resentment, which again brings shame for them and they don't necessarily want to admit that mm. because maybe, that you know, my mum's always wanted me to have the best opportunities, but in a way that I've resisted a little bit when I was younger. And I think there's probably been a little bit of resentment and what, why is that happening for her? Why has she got a little bit more independence at that age? Or, mm. you know, I just did, I was quieter or I did this and I did that, even though she did really impressive things. Yeah. Um, but perhaps I haven't had the same life that she has, even though hers was, you know, fantastic at times. Mm. And I think there is that resentment and she's done a lot of work on that too. And she's become much more encouraging and much more... I think she now realises I need to do what nourishes me and what makes me feel good yeah, rather yeah, yeah. than what I should, in inverted commas, be doing. Um, and that is lovely. But I think it's taken a while. Mm. And there has been this expectation that you behave a certain way. And I've always been very rebellious. Well, I certainly used to be. And my mum was always very heightened emotionally, um, you know, and she had a tough time when I was younger. So there was always that competition. And I'm an only child. Right. So I think my mum, she she loves to tell the story of when she fell pregnant. She went, oh, Amelia, I've, I've visited the clinic many times, but I just couldn't do it. And I'm like, cheers, <laughs> cheers, mum. Obviously, you're the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, you, yeah, yeah, she loves it. I've seen outside you know the what? door loads of times. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. I love that honesty. I do. And so I think there probably is a bit of resentment that I, I stopped her living a life a little bit. Yeah. Um, and do you know what? I can accept that. I think okay. if you, yeah, I think you can understand why she felt the way she did. Yeah. It wasn't a personal thing because obviously she didn't know you. You know, yeah. you, were, you were just a little thing inside. But yeah. now you're out. Yeah, 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 I can get it. I totally get it. There does seem to be a bit, there is resentment, especially as your parents get older, I think. No resentment, I feel. That's a bit of a strong word for my, my, but it's just like, they wouldn't, they, you know, they're getting older. And I remember my dad, I was filling the car up and I said to dad, like, um, what do you, can I get you anything? And he went, yeah, another 50 years of life. And I'm like, Uh, oh my God. So he's obviously thinking about it. I mean, he's 76 now. Yeah. You know, and it, it's obviously on his mind. And you're like, mm. fuck. Mm. I, so they look at you and you are you seem to just be, uh, we're a bit younger and we're taking it for granted almost. That we, oh, yeah, we've got loads of time. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. Like, yeah. And I think I, I never acknowledged that, you know, my mum had turned 60 in September and she's mm. fit as a fiddle. She looks amazing. 
Um, she lives in Edinburgh, actually, and she goes to Five Rhythms dancing and she's always at the theatre and at yoga and she's, you know, living her best life, actually. But I think it hit her coming up to 60. Oh, I'm not actually that young anymore. And I think for me, in my late 20s and around turning 30, my friend's parents were becoming ill and some yeah, of them are older. Yeah. And that that was really scary because you think when you're younger that you're invincible and everyone else in your life is invincible. Yeah. And that brings a lot of anxiety for for you and, and for them. And I kind of, when you put yourself in that mindset, you think, oh, shit, a lot of them probably are thinking, how long have I got left? Yeah. I know so, I do. I know yeah. I do. And I'm I'm only 51, but I'm, it's still, I'm, I'm like, shit, man. So I might have only like 30 good years left, maybe. And you're I just mean, going, realistically, yeah. you know, if, if I lived to 80... I would be really impressed. <laughs> you know, yeah, so would I. <laughs> I just would think that was unbelievable. And then time moves so quickly, and of course, it moves so much quicker when you're older. Mm. But I don't know about you. And I, I know I'm I'm still considered young, yeah. um, but I'm not the younger generation anymore, and I'm very aware of that. And I just think, how did I get here? Yeah. How did I wake up today in my thirties? What the fuck happened? <laughs> this is the thing as well, and I I was guilty of this as well. And, I, and you do when you hit your thirties, you think, "Oh my god, I'm so old now." Oh my god, I'm in my thirties, but you're not. You're still young. You still got it all to play mm. for. You can there's still opportunities and things like that. It's when you hit fifty, it feels like that because fifty sounds old, and it sounds. I know people say like it's not the same as it used to be. You know, you see old pictures of. Um, of kids when they were 14 back in the day and they look, they all had suits on. They looked like they were 45 yeah. year old office workers, you know, cause that's yeah. how it was back then. But <clears throat> you know, there's still people, you go, people just, you do 50 sounds. 50 is the one I feel is when it starts to change a bit more. It'll yeah. be different again, you know, time, as you say, <clears throat> it used to be 40 and people's life expectancy was like, they'd be dead at 55, but yeah. now, you know, it's moved on a bit. So, you know, 40 becomes the new, you know, the new 30 and, mm-hmm. and 50s, new 40. And that's happening. But it's, but there is, there's been a few comics lately and I've watched them. They go, oh, I'm in my 30s now, so I've got to stop, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you haven't got to stop doing anything. No. If you can still no. jump over a fence, then jump over a fence. If yeah. you can just keep active, keep moving. Yes. So that's why the gym or walking or anything, yeah. you just got to keep moving. Yes, and you'll you do. Be, and you'll be fine. Do I got a massive lease of life at 30 actually? Mm. Um, it, it was, and I know it's a massive cliche. I remember the night before on the phone to my dad sobbing, and I'd said, I was like, I'm not going to be one of these women who goes, Oh my god, I'm 30, and I was just sobbing because I just felt like it, it's a milestone, yeah. And there was things I had achieved, but things I hadn't, and it, it freaked me out because again, and I think I was like, I don't know how I've got here. But then at the same time, I was like, right, I'm a different kind of woman now. Um, and a lot of that's psychological. But I think a lot happens in your 20s with your head, man. Yeah. And I sort of thought, right, I know more of who I am now. And I like who I am now. And I thought, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do whatever I need to do now. Yeah. Because if I sit around thinking, you know, am I going to meet somebody or – 
why am I not at this point? When, you, when you're when 18, me and my mates thought when, by the time we were 24, we'd be married for two kids, which is just outrageous. <laughs> um, in some ways, I'm like, I'm still a baby. Yeah. But it, it sort of, I thought, right, I'm going to just reset a little bit. And that was quite freeing. Yeah. I think there's that, there's that, there's too, we put too much pressure on ourselves. Or, or society puts too much pressure on us. Like we're supposed to have achieved this, that and the other by this age and that age. And, mm. and really, it doesn't matter when you do stuff. You just do it. Like yeah. it doesn't matter how old you are. Like people go, oh, when I get, you know, when I'll start a diet on Monday. And you're like, just start yes. it now. Just start yeah. it now. Or yeah. if you want to, or, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to write that book write it then start writing yes. it you know there's yeah. no no one's waiting for you to do these things the only pressure really is on you on you putting it on yourself and you don't you don't there's no time limit on when you can achieve anything just fucking do it do it yeah but yeah it doesn't matter so, it doesn't matter when just do no it. it doesn't i read the um the you know the book feel the fear and do it anyway a couple yeah. of years ago and I really took it on board and it, it really, it spoke to me. Um, <laughs> and the sort of the fundamental thing is that there's no such thing as a bad decision. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> if you don't do it, you'll yeah. never know. No, true, that is true. <laughs> well, no, yeah. sort of, um, okay, let, let, me, let, me, let me put this in context or rephrase it. It's sort of, you know, if you take a chance and go and do something and it yeah, doesn't yeah, work yeah. out, there's, al- there's always a lesson in everything. Um and there's always, I mean, I've, I've been to, to whether it's a, a gig or a social event and thought, oh, I don't want to go. I can't be asked. Mm. I'm not feeling this. And actually, typically, as I say, if you go and you see people that you like, I've never been to a gig where even if I felt like my set was meh, not my best, not my worst, I'm going to laugh at some point in the evening. Yeah, when do you yeah. ever feel worse after having a laugh? Yeah, um, yeah. And I felt energised and I forced myself to do things that I would normally talk myself out of. And yeah. that's where the opportunities have come from. Yeah, exactly that. You have to fight that fear. You even, do. and I've said this before on here, even when someone says, do you want to meet for coffee? And you go, yeah, and you arrange it. And then on the day you go, oh, I'm not feeling it. Fight that urge. Go. Yes, do it. Yeah, do it because you're gonna feel as you've just said. I guarantee you'll feel better after yeah. you've done it. You yeah. know, you can spend all day in your dressing gown another day, but you know, well, if you want to see, and when I do it, it, I feel bad, and I'm yeah. like, right, well, I feel like shit now, and this is completely my fault. And yeah. although the idea of doing nothing and staying in is very alluring, actually, in the long run, sometimes you need to, don't you? As you say, yeah. but. In the long run, it, it doesn't actually do me any favours. And then all I'll do is then sit and be like, I'm not living my life. Yeah. And then it just becomes this vicious circle that you're in. Yeah. Where you, you're constantly, you feel like you're letting people down and then you're letting yourself down and then, you, yeah. and then you're like, oh, I should do more. And then that becomes debilitating. So you realise suddenly that you've been in for two days, you haven't been out because you're too busy beating yourself up for the things you shouldn't have done. You should have done. Yeah. And it's just this kind of thing. And you've just got to break that cycle and go, or just even be the first person to say, do you want to meet up for coffee? Do you, do you, yeah. want, to, do you want to meet up? Go for a walk. It, they might say no. They might, but probably they'll say yeah. And yeah, it's so hard to do that. We were always waiting for people to go, oh, I don't want to get in the way. I hope people, I don't, I know people, we all do, always assume people are too busy. And yes. you're like, just drop them a line. They can eat, they'll yeah. say, because I, 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 at the minute I'm, I'm, I'm getting really good at it. And I'll, they'll say, do you want to meet up? And I go, oh, I can't this week, but I've got these dates free. Can mm-hmm. we do it on one of these dates? And it's so, I feel so, just by doing that, I already feel more positive. 
You do, and connected to people. Yeah. You know, I, I agree. I think I have a massive fear of rejection. <laughs> this is a huge oh, yes, issue. Right. Yeah. Um, and the, we've got, like, a big girls group from school from when we were teenagers, and we are all still friends. We've got a lot of love for each other, and I've got five weddings this year, obviously. Um, <laughs> but we all are there, and we, we do have these big events, and less so now. A lot of them have kids and are married, mm. et cetera. Um, oh, my God, what the fuck was I talking about? Uh, we're talking about oh, uh, organising. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, obviously, it's such a, a huge issue. I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> in this girls' group, there's sort of like a running joke now. There's, there's three of us who are single or, or four, and I can put in the group, what's everyone doing this weekend? Or does anyone fancy a coffee if it's a Saturday afternoon or a walk? And it is ignored. And I don't just mean every now and then it is literally like i haven't put anything and half an hour later oh, right, yeah. a photo of one of their babies shitty nappy and it it was a bit of a running joke then it started to hurt a little bit and yeah. then i stepped back and i thought okay do you know what we're at different points in our lives um i'm sure it's not personal because when we're in person we have lovely interactions mm. but i had to stop that because it was it was making me feel a bit shitty and thought right who are my people? Who are the people who, even if they can't, as you say, they're yeah. like, oh, I'd love to, I miss you, um, let's book something in. And I'm like, okay, right, go go to the people who, who are going to make you a priority. And that that was a head shift. Yeah. I think that's it. It's, it. It doesn't take much to just go, oh, I can't at the minute, but maybe later. You know, and it's that, it's that like you say, when it's when it's just completely ignored. And, and like you say, not because they don't like it, it's just because people are busy, they've got their own shit going on. And the other side of it is they, they might feel awkward about saying, oh, mate, I'm really sorry, I can't right now. Yeah. There's yeah. that as well. So you've got that, you know, that we're, so we might be sitting there going, for fuck's sake, no one replies to what I send. Because mm. I'm in a WhatsApp group like that, and every time I put a thing and then I get nothing back, and I'm like, for fuck. Yeah. But you just got to remember, it's not personal, people are busy. They're doing yeah. things and they don't want to upset you by saying, I'd love to, but I can't. Yeah. So many yeah, things. People have got their own yeah. stuff going on, haven't they? Yeah. And I think I'm very guilty of not responding to people. Yeah. Um, and it's often I'm just overwhelmed. I That's just can't, I can't open. I, I turned all my notifications off on my phone a couple of years ago and it was so freeing. But then I might open my phone and not some super popular, but there might be loads of notifications by my WhatsApp because it just happens that people are checking in and I can't open them for a couple of days. But then I'll have a time where I'm like, I'm feeling productive. Look, this time of day for me is my peak. And yeah. I'm like, okay, I can handle a bit of life admin now. And I'll respond to all these people or reach out. And then, of course, they'll all come back at the same time. And I'm like, <laughs> mm -mm, absolutely not. You've, yeah. you've missed that ship has sailed. That window <laughs> has gone. <laughs> Well, people yeah. who know me know that, and it's they get it. They know that's yeah. not personal either. It's just like I think it's a great word. You've you've hit the nail on the head. Overwhelmed. Mm. It is such a. It is. It does become overwhelming, and it's a nice place to be where you're getting messages from people, and if people want to, you know, do things with you. Um, but every now and again, you kind of go, "Oh fuck!" So I left my phone in another comedian's car the other day. Uh, Angela Barnes. So we're doing. So I've been doing some tour support. Oh with yeah, her. I was listening to her podcast as well. She's fab. I ain't oh, met her, but she's she sounds so, like... She's so great. And she's on fire. I mean, she's absolutely smashing it. To the point when we were doing the gigs, and she like she does a bit before she introduces me. So she goes out, says hello to everybody, and she fucking roofs it. 
And then she goes, oh, here's my warm-up act. And I'm a, I appreciate the work. I'm not knocking it. And it's beautiful of her to, to have me on board. But I'm, I said to her in the car, I'm like, you don't need a warm-up act. You fucking smash it, man. Yeah. And so we were coming back from uh, Chorley last week. And we were chatting away in the car. And blah, 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 blah. And then she drove off. She dropped me off. And she drove off. And I'm like, oh, fuck my phone. I've left my oh. phone in the car. And I just had a moment of like, oh, what am I going to do? And I'm like, well, if anyone wants me desperately... They'll they'll get in touch with my wife, um, mm. or, or I've got my laptop. I could check messages on there. I think yeah. I'll be all right. And it was actually, but I didn't get the phone. So that was Friday. I didn't get the phone back till Sunday. So that whole day, no phone. That is a long and time. It actually felt it actually felt all right. I didn't really miss it. Yeah, I suppose it's freeing, isn't it? I, I think there are times where I feel like I'm attached to my phone. But then if I meet a mate for a long walk, for example, and then we have lunch or whatever, I'm not checking my phone. No. So actually I've, I've not had it all day. And um, I work in a secure environment, shall we say. So oh, yeah. I, I can't have my phone in the building. So it stays in my car from about half seven till 6 p.m. Oh, um, okay. And that is kind of nice. And I'm not distracted by my phone at work. Yeah. And I don't. I wouldn't have the headspace to be anyway. Um but it is nice to think, right, I'm I'm focused on something at the minute. And I nip out at lunch and I check it. But actually, I don't interact with a lot of people. No. Um, and it motivates me a little bit more to get back to them when I have got my phone. Yeah, yeah, there was a bit of that. There was so, yeah, my, and Kate, my, my lovely wife, was going, uh, she goes, oh, all those messages that you'll have, all those things to, to look forward to. I went, no, they won't. I went, they'll be fuck all. And I got the phone back and it was fuck all. <laughs> no one had tried to get hold of me anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And you go, oh, oh, yeah. okay, yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. I've done that. I used to put my phone on airplane mode. This was a couple of years ago when I was dating a little bit more. And obviously this is exceptionally unhealthy that I'd be like, well, they haven't replied. I'm just going to put my airplane mode on for the rest of the evening. And I'll turn right. it back on and they'll have replied. And when they haven't, I'd be like... Oh, I've just totally shot myself in the foot here. <laughs> now I feel uh, worse. Yeah. Do you find the dating game, I'm not a guess, a terrible word to use, but... The, no, it's a game. Well, it seems to be. Mm. When I didn't really... I, I, everyone I've met, everyone I've been in a relationship with, I've worked with or I've met them through somebody, but I've never been on the dating apps and all these things. And it just sounds fucking horrific. It me. is. It's, it's awful. I mean, I haven't been on a date since August mm. when I went on a bit of a frenzy and I sort of <laughs> I met about five people in a couple of weeks just for a walk yeah. um I don't I can't deal with the intensity of sitting down with someone it's my worst nightmare um plus I'm just I'm too restless mm. so even if I meet someone like a mate to sit down I like to go somewhere where it's quick it's easy or I can I can nip out on on my vape for a bit of nicotine right. um, and feel like that's okay, and it just wasn't for me. But prior to that, I hadn't dated since the November before that, so mm. a year and a half ago, basically. Um, and and then I, I dated two two guys from like June to November. This was twenty twenty one, and for the first time in about eighteen months, at that point. I'd sort of allowed myself to maybe be a bit vulnerable and think, oh, I actually quite like this person. Mm. This is 
this feels really healthy. Um, and then I was sort of, I felt blindsided by, by both of those scenarios. And it just floored me, man. Like, we weren't even established relationship and there was one guy and it it just rocked my world. It took me so long to deal with it. I, d- I went to relationship counselling. Really? <laughs> um, yeah. You could do it as a single person, and which I was like, is this tragic or is this fucking awesome? <laughs> um, and it was when I finished that that I went on these frenzied dates because we realised that I – I'm just fucked when it comes to standards and expectations. Mm. Um, and I was like, fuck it. I'll give it a go. And and again, it just, it, it wasn't for me. And now I'm just not interested. Just not interested. No, I find it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, you know, and I, I, I'm friends with people that are on the dating apps and they're all, and they, you know, there's again, friends of my wife and they're all doing the dating thing and mm-hmm. they're all messaging each other going, what do you think? What do you think this means? What do you think yeah. that means? And, it just sounds like fucking chaos, and it just it is. It and, is. It, and you mentioned that um, a brilliant, another brilliant word: expectations. Like we have expectations mm. for, from certain relationships, and if we, if those expectations aren't met, it's like, well, this is shit. What's the point? You know? Yes. Yeah. You have yeah. to. You have to again. It's another thing you have to keep a check on, isn't it? Your own expectations. Because mm-hmm. that, per- yeah, that person's not going to know what your expectations are. No, and I'll go into it, and from message one. I'm like, well, you're not treating me like a princess, so you can get- <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck do you think you are? I, I'm not going to reciprocate, um, but this this is unacceptable behaviour. I'd actually just end up being a, a bit of a bitch, right? Just really sassy. It's almost a bit of a test. And if someone responds positively to that, I'd be yeah. like, oh, okay, they, they they can they can handle it. They've got the banter. But it's it's at a level where it, it's further than it, it should be for somebody I don't know. Mm. Um, but I'll so tell straight, you what. Straight off like that, straight in. Yeah. Yeah. All, yeah, pretty much. And then I, I, after this counselling thing, I was like, okay, maybe maybe just try being a bit passive almost and a bit girly and a bit nice. And I thought, no, fuck that, because I've, I can build rapport with people. Yeah. And if you're – and I'm, nev- I'm never, like, offensive. No. It's not intentional to, to be nasty or yeah. – show someone up but it's it's who i am and i am very i'm very laddie and i'm very much like oi oi what you're saying <laughs> blah, blah 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 and i think you know I, I need someone to feel comfortable with that but the apps they make for great content man like <laughs> just fucking wicked content like yeah. a lot of it's again i've got a bit of a cliched set when i when i do my comedy stuff and it is a lot of it's about dating but it's you could you couldn't make this shit up yeah it's hilarious. I think, <laughs> I think again, you've, you you mentioned it earlier as well, and it's that there is an expectation for women to be, like you say, more girly, um, yeah. speak when you're spoken to. There's a certain way that you have to behave, and you know, and they're like, oh yeah, and it's like, well, and they go, oh yeah, because men will find it threatening, and you go, well, tough fucking shit. Why should yeah. I? Why should I change who I am so that some dude? isn't made to feel uncomfortable like it should, it's it, this that, that, i mean i think i imagine it's changing i hope it's changing but it's mm. one of the it's one of the last things that seems to be kind of hanging on people i think because we've still got the older generation that still have those values they're kind of like yeah. a woman a woman's place is to you know you've got to be quiet know your place you know yes you know, don't yeah. get involved don't make a fuss yeah and i think that i'm always kind of impressed which is ridiculous by 
a man who's not intimidated by me. Mm. But at the same time, I think uh, there's a lot of male ego is still a big issue and this whole toxic masculinity and all this stuff. And but I think sometimes men are intrigued by me. Right. Um, because I'm I'm a bit of a paradox. I think physically I don't look like a lad or yeah. a laddie kind of gal. Um, but then I've I've got that sort of laddie banter, which which a lot of them like, because they're like, oh, okay, I can I can play with that. I do my lifting, I do my comedy, I've got a, a for a lot of people a really fascinating job. Um and I've I've kind of sounds weird. I mean I'm a mess, but I've kind of got <laughs> on, on paper I've got a lot going for me. Yeah. And then I think they sort of once they see that and they're like, oh she's good fun, she's nice, but she's not girl next door. And I do mm. think men will say, you know, I want a strong, independent woman who can do her own thing and, you know, speak up and sort of challenge me and, and have her own life. Yeah. And I do think men at the time, they believe that. But in reality, I don't think it's it's actually what they want. Um, no. And, and that's a challenge. And for the ones that are accepting, typically, they're the ones that you're not interested in. Yeah, I think it comes down to how the how where the man is in himself as well. I remember yeah. when I was married before, and my wife, my my ex wife, was so she was a strong woman, independent. She'd been through a lot, and she just dealt with stuff. And because mm-hmm. I hadn't dealt with my own things, I, I, and like she was the breadwinner, she was she was mate. You know, if it wasn't for her, we'd be fucked. And so yeah, and it you know it. It did, there was a moment in me where I just felt a little bit insecure about it. Felt like I wasn't I f- not emasculated, but I just felt I didn't feel like I was being a proper man. You know, I wasn't providing, yeah. and I wasn't I doing a thing. You know? Yeah, but you know, there's, there's yeah. pressure on you guys to be that provider as well. Yeah, um, and and that is that side of you know men. There are expectations on men, um, and I and I get that. But I think at the same time, a lot of women now, I know I do, I've always, I kind of was forced to be independent from a young age anyway, but mm. I have this sort of aggressive independence and I can do it on my own and I, I've got this, I don't need anybody. But but that that's a bit of a coping mechanism and it's a bit of a mask because fundamentally, as pathetic as this sounds, I, I do want to be looked after. Yeah, I do want to feel like I can not be as... I guess, like, I have to do it all on my own. I do want, I would love for someone, not now because I'm not in the headspace for it, Mm. but I would love someone to walk into my life and be like, do you know what? Don't worry, we're going to be all right. I've got this. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's really what I'm after. But again, that's me putting an expectation on a man to fulfil the role that society says they should have. So I am, I'm fucked. (laughs) <laughs> it's like my wife she's brilliant she gets she's she's like yesterday we had a conversation though she went i just feel like i'm dealing with it all and i'm like no 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 we're both dealing with stuff it's just that i don't talk about what i'm dealing with i'm just kind of dealing with it yeah and she just went i just oh she goes i just need you to do it. i'm like all right but then tell me what you need because mm. I, i'm not going to guess and as far as i'm aware everything's fine because you're not telling me anything you seem fine I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to just out of the blue go, is everything all right? I just want to check. Yeah. Because if I think everything, everything's all right, then everything's all right. I'm like, fine. Yeah. But it That's took everything, you know, 
yeah, it just took this thing where she just went, I just feel a bit overwhelmed by it all. It's all, I just need to, I need you to help me with this, that and the other. And I went, well then tell me then. I, otherwise yeah. I won't, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think we think, we do think, why Why can't they read my mind? Yeah. Um, why, sh why should I have to voice it? Um, and it, it always makes me laugh, you know, when you say to a bloke, you're like, oh, what are you thinking about? And they say nothing. And then I realised from a lot of feedback from men, they really mean it. Yeah. Well, it's not thinking of anything. <laughs> but we don't believe you because we're like, well, well, how is that possible? But you do need to express your needs. And I've, I've realised that. Do, and yeah. I think, well, if I don't communicate, actually, that's on me as well. That's it. It's, it's communication on both sides. And it, because, you know, it's not natural to get up in the morning and before you crack on with it, go to each other, right, is everything all right? Do you need me to do anything? You know, you don't have a fucking staff meeting before you start your day. You know, it's not natural. So you just, you know, you're going about your business, and then it takes it takes like something to happen for one of you to go, "Fuck me, I need this to be, I need some help." I like you know. the idea of a staff meeting. It's actually not a bad <laughs> idea, though, is it? I suppose it is a you could you could make it light hearted, a way of checking in and be like, right, what's what's the deal today? Yeah, Do we need to help each other out with anything? And I Maybe yeah. that's quite nice. Maybe you it should depends. actually. <laughs> but, I think I might start doing that. I've got a couple really? of white. I've got a couple of whiteboards. I might just get one of them out, have it on the side constantly. And go right. What's today's business? What do we need to? What do we need to do? Yeah. What, what uh, haven't we? Yeah. What haven't we dealt with? I mean, I've got thousands of whiteboards, by the way, which uh, <laughs> is hilarious. I've got one here. It's it's four foot by three foot. Yeah. And it's covered in just notes for material, which I actually started when I first started it. Um, but it's in the background now. And then I've got other ones around the house and I'm like, I'm going to be organised yeah. this week. I'm going to write what I'm doing. Do I look at it? No. No, it becomes just part of the background. You don't even yeah. see it after a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah notebooks I everywhere. I don't know. I would imagine perhaps you're similar. I've got notebooks everywhere. One here, yeah. one on the table, pens, post-it notes. Of course, when I need one, I fuck knows where any of them are. <laughs> nice I, idea, though, isn't it? Yeah. I love a notebook. I love a new notebook. I've bought, and it's always been shit. I need a notebook. I've forgotten to bring one. I'll buy one. So now I've got like <laughs> 400 of them, all with like one page written in on them. Yeah. Yeah. And you start one, and you're like, this is going to be for this. <laughs> yeah. And it in, is it? So now, when I'm wanting to write stuff or think, right, what do I want to include in a set, for example? And I counted them. I, I do have 26, right. which maybe don't sound that bad. But but when they've all got two two written pages in, yeah. Um, so I end up going through them all. But sometimes that's quite fun because I'm like, yeah. oh, that's funny. Or <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. That I know. Or you go, you just find you go. Oh, I've written, I've written like a, I've written a couple of words that I'll, I'll I will remember what yeah. that was. I was going through yeah. some notes the other day because I'm working on a new show, and I found it just said B wank, and I'm like. I can't even begin to tell you why I've written that. I don't imagine it's that, it's that it's sort of, I'm not pushing the envelope with that material. I don't know what it was. <laughs> Whatever it was. It could be that, that that piece of genius that you'll never know. <laughs> but it'll come back to you. But I, I know exactly what you mean. I, I write now, I try not to shorten it. I will write the whole thing. Yeah. Because even an extra couple of words makes all the difference. And again, alarmingly, that makes life easier. Man, isn't it? <laughs> so to sum up from this conversation, you just need to be more organised. Yeah. You need to be more communicative. Yes. Uh, you need to give yourself a break more. 
yeah. and you still need to you need to push yourself but don't you don't have to kill yourself to do it you know you'll yeah. get things done you'll achieve things you just don't need to be uh, but there's like people there's i see these videos of these fucking idiots that i start my day at 6 a.m i drink 14 pints of water i go <laughs> to the gym for three hours and then yeah. i come back and then i do this and then i do that and then i'm done by midday and then it starts again at 1 p.m and then i'm back out and you're like mate Sit get down. a fucking life. Get, get a, a life. Yeah. life you loser. I'm better than you. My life is better than yours. I I've got two days in 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 one and blah 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 and then I have yeah, four hours sleep. You know, yeah, you'll be dead before you're forty, mate. Yeah, isn't it? You just yeah. like right, sozars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, mate. Fucking hell, yeah. all busy, all busy, mate. <laughs> take a chill pill man just fucking relax that's the thing you've got it's like everything what come what the the, what every every chat i have it always comes back to the same thing it's all about balance yes you know drink a bit more water of course but you don't no one i don't know many people that can drink two liters of water a day you're just gonna forget yeah no way and two liters of coffee yes well yeah (laughs) two liters of coffee no (laughs) easily Uh, done Mindless, mindless coffee drinking. I always know I've had, I, I love a cup of tea and I always know I've had too many when my tongue feels like leather. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, happen- it's happening to me now. <laughs> my teeth are all stink, yeah. Oh, God, already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, the- if I, work, I would have had more by now. For the listeners, we're just, we're coming up to uh, just we're three minutes to midday. Uh, and you're already on your third cup of coffee. <laughs> Fucking yeah, hell. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. But it calms my brain down, bizarrely, yeah. even though I've talked at you like 100 miles an hour. No, but this is the point of the podcast. You're you're the guest. It's all about you. No one wants to listen <laughs> to the host yabbering on. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing with ADHD, isn't it? These like It's things like stimulants and that. They're the things that calm you down if you've got ADHD. Yeah. So yeah. I know yeah. people that I know, for example, when I've done things that I shouldn't be doing, I've done, you know, I've had a bit of a party. I don't get chatty. I just, I'm the best person to do, to do um, drugs with. Cause I'll just sit, <laughs> I'll just sit and listen. I'll be sitting there going, all oh, right, yeah, that's interesting. And I'll yeah. just, be, I'll be, I'll be DJing and putting tunes on and people are just downloading their fucking life into my face. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm here right. for you. Yeah. I hear yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't get up and dance around and chat shit. I just go, oh, cool. Yeah, all right. That sounds like a great plan. You should do it. <laughs> never. Do, do you know what? I've never done coke. And I remember someone saying to me, they were like, it's probably a good thing because I think you'd really like it. That's, yeah. When you've had, yeah, I'm not ad, I'm not advocating advocating uh, drug use, but when I've had yeah. some good stuff, fucking Do whatever <laughs> you want to do. Do whatever you want to do. Right, do whatever I mean, you want to do. As long as you're not hurting yeah. But the thing is, then you get into the whole moral and ethical thing with, Things like cocaine and you know, the, the fact that many people have died before it gets to you, you know, there's that and there's, you yeah. know, everything. I think you can trace everything back to something shit, yes. you know, so, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I see, I see that a lot in my work. Um, what work like, do work, you do? I work, I've got to be very careful about this, which mm. pisses me off because it's like, wow, you have a career. How dare you be a human being and, and talk about it? Um, so I'm a, I'm a mental health nurse and I work in a prison. Oh, wow. Um, and I work uh, with a, 1,100 men. Um, right. I love it. 
Yeah. You see all different walks of life. Some people take no accountability, some who do, some who have committed heinous crimes, but the sound as fuck, the banter's mm. off the charts. Um, but I think when you sort of see, some people have never stood a chance. They've been sent out to buy gear for the parents when they were four. Nicking cars at eight oh, is just God. normal. Um, and I just think, do you know what? If you hadn't had a mentor or someone to say, I'm going to get you out of this situation or I'm going to get you into something that's going to be good for you, mm. you, you don't have a chance and you no. don't know what your life could be like. A lot of people function better in prison. They're safer really? in prison. They're better people in prison. You know, better, in inverted commas, in terms of how they function and their impact on society because... Dr drugs, it, 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 90% of the time it comes back to drugs, and it's really? sad. It's really sad. Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's all very well doing these things, but someone somewhere is suffering. Yeah. You know, and I think yeah. that's what we need to be careful of or be mindful of. I this I, I, I always used to worry about going to prison because I think mm -hmm. there's new people that had gone, and I had this feeling that I was going to end up doing something silly. Nothing, I'm not criminally minded but I was going to do something stupid yeah and, and I did once I got in trouble and I ended up doing I ended up doing community service that's the nearest I've ever come and that really straightened me out I was like I just cannot I can't handle the thought of being banged up yeah and I know people have we had we, we've had people on the podcast and um that have been to prison and they were telling me all about it and you just go fuck it sounds horrific yeah I listened to um oh, I feel awful I can't remember a name now was one one of the recent ones. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, um Baker. Oh, oh, I forgot her name as well. Jesus Christ. Oh God, I feel awful. <laughs> um but, but I listened to that and that, that was really interesting because what she spoke about and her experience in, in yeah. prison of the criminal justice system and was very different to to what I observe. And I don't yeah. know whether it's I would imagine a lot of it is female prisons are very, very, very different. Um and females are treated very differently in the criminal justice system. Yeah. And and I, I don't know anybody who's been to prison. I'm I'm from a, a really lovely part of the world. Um, you know, you, you could call me privileged. I mean, my mum was a single mum. She worked fucking arse off. Mm, but at the end yeah. of the day, the life I lead, the area I live in isn't normal. There's, no. There's no poverty in this town. Oh, really? You know? Francesca yeah. Barker Mills, sorry, Francesca Barker Mills. That was That's it. That's it. Bar Barker Baker, yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yes. It was fascinating so. listening to her story. Yeah. Um, and it was very like, oh, okay, that's that's the side. I was like, oh. I, I almost was like, oh, I disagree. But then it wasn't a case of disagreement. It's just, wow, that's an experience that mm. I haven't seen. Um, but I think I, I didn't know what real poverty was. No. Until I started my nursing and I worked in the community and I went to people's homes who had fucking nothing. Yeah. And they were living in dirt. They had flies. I went to one guy's house who had a shitty, disgusting mattress on the floor and a camping chair and that were it. Fucking hell. And it was just then, it was, it was awful and it opened mm. my eyes a lot. And I think th there aren't many people... I, you know, fucking hell, I'm not a saint. I laugh, you know, and they're like, oh, NHS saving lives. Mm. Um, I just think it's a joke. I wasn't born to be a nurse. It was literally an impulsive decision one day. Um, but I am grateful 
that I view the world very differently to a lot of people that I know from this town and they're not yeah. bad people. It's exposure. And I wasn't exposed to it when I was young, but my, my dad is, my dad's from Billy Elliot country. He's from a mining right. town. He had a, a really awful relationship with his parents. He went through a, a lot of abuse, a lot of trauma, and he has got nothing, but I, he has raised me very much to be, you look out for each other. People are struggling. You be kind. And I'm, and I'm open-minded, and I think with my work, people are like, oh, God, have you met murderers? And I'm like, yeah, they're mm. not all dickheads. It's circumstantial. And when I'm at work, I'm at work. I'm in nurse yeah. mode. Don't get me wrong. There's some people who walk away, and I'm like, you're a bellend, or, you know, what you've done is is heinous. Mm. But it, it is a case of, well, actually, I'm, I'm glad I know about these things. I'm glad I know how people live. And I, I think it's... It's interesting. When I started working there, it did open my eyes to think, shit, anyone could end up in prison at any time. Yeah. It's too easy. And that scared me because I was like, I would die in prison. I'd need to be someone's bitch. 100%. You won't be able to cope. You, you know, you don't have Spotify. You don't know. It's really basic stuff. It's like, yeah, you might have a radio, you might have the telly, but you can't pick what you want to watch. No. You can't count <coughs> whenever you want. You know, you might have a. Uh, uh, where I work, when Ellie said where it was then, I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. obvious when you work at my location, but um, everyone shares a cell. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You've got no privacy at any point. Your your toilet's in there. You can't just nip out for a shower. Yeah. Um, and I just think it 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 must be fucking awful. And when people are like, I'm anxious, I'm stressed, I'm feeling low, I, I validate it back to them and I say, mm. I I would be really struggling in your position. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it is not abnormal you feel this way. No. Um, I don't know what I'd do. That's it. I mean, that that's what people don't understand. I and mean, they go, well, you know, they did a crime, so they deserve to be banged up. And you go... Yeah, they've got to be punished, but at the same time, you've got to understand why they did the thing in the first place. Yes. Like you said, it's not it's not all, you know, it's like Francesca was saying, you know, like, you know, she fucked up. 
it wasn't, you know, and she just got caught up in a thing. Yeah. That she was doing. And it, and you do, you get you get caught up in it and you're trying to make it better, but it's getting worse and you make mm-hmm. bad decisions, you do this. And so a lot of people that are inside, it, like you say, it's just because they've had, they, they just ran out of options and they fucked it up. Yeah. And they didn't, you know, they, and so, yeah, we, they should be punished, but also they are human beings and it needs to be, unfortunately, what happens is once you've been in prison, that's it, society just goes, right, you're done. Yeah. And how do you move forward? Yeah, you and then wonder why yeah. people come back. And yeah. people, the amount of people who are released without accommodation really fucks me off. Yeah. Because I think, well, this person's come from a chaotic lifestyle. They've got no one or nothing. Mm. They're going back to the same circumstances or they're going back to nothing. Yeah. So what, what are the they going to do? What going to happen? Exactly. Yeah. This is it. This is society doesn't take care of people like no. that. You know, even no. on like, so, so my wife and I are moving out of our flat because it's just getting ridiculous. Can't really afford it. And so we, we're yeah. moving into somewhere a bit cheaper. And even that, though, you go, right, we can't afford this one. All right, we need to find another one. So then we found another one. But then you're like, but then we've got to find the deposit for that one. And we've yeah. got to pay the rent. But we can't afford the rent on this one. And that's how you end up homeless. Because you go, yes. well, I can't afford to live here, but I can't afford to move. Yeah. Oh, shit. i got nowhere to go. And no one gives a fuck. No one no. gives a fuck. Your family do. But I mean, society doesn't give a fuck about these people. Like people that they made a mistake. They fucked up. Then then they get, they, they've done their time. And that should be it. Yes. It should be like, I did my time. Right, let's find, let's help you out so you don't go back and make those same mistakes. Yeah. It's like yeah. people that have been in the army and or fought for their country or, you know, they signed up and they come out after their time and they're homeless. And you go, yeah. even on that level, you should be given somewhere to live because you, you, you gave yourself to your country. Yeah. So now as a thank you, you never have to worry about yourself again. You'll be taken yes. care of. Yeah, and this Everybody thing where it, 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 everyone to be warm, bad. Everyone does. Everyone yeah. does, and it breaks my heart to think that we have such a broken system that they, unless unless you're helping millionaires become fucking millionaires, that there's, no, there's no reason, there's no point to you. And I, yeah. I, that's what needs to change. The system needs yeah. to change, and it fucks me off. But this is why we have these conversations, Amelia. Yeah. This is why we do it. That's why you do the job you do, yeah. and and I'm glad you do it. And it's been an yeah. absolute pleasure having you on, mate. Likewise. And a lovely Likewise. chat. Where are we going to find you? Where can we find you on the socials? So I'm on Instagram, which is Amelia Rose Comedy, all one word. Um. I recently made a, a Facebook page. I feel, I've got you, I'm, not, I'm a millennial now. I'm not, I'm not Gen Z. <laughs> I've, I've, I think I've made a Facebook page. I don't really know what to do about it or how to include people. But that is, if you type Amelia Rose comedy, that should come up. Yeah. Um, but I mainly use Instagram. I, I, Twitter, I, is, I made an account fucking ages ago called the ADHD nurse. And I don't know what my login details are. And when I tried to recover my um, password, I'd set it up with an account from uni, which I left years ago. So I, I'm, I just can't. I can't cope. Um, <laughs> you'll find me there. And I've also got on my Instagram page, there's a link to my lifting account if anyone's interested in that. Um, so that's where you'll find me. Excellent. And I'll see you out on the circuit, I'm sure, very soon. Uh, yes. good, luck, good luck with it all. Keep plugging away. It does get Thank better. You. It does get better. Um, and this has been Insane in the Membrane this has been Rich Wilson talking to Amelia Rose we'll see you next time see you later 
brain in the membrane. Made by darkhorsedigital.co.uk. Shooting, live streaming and podcast production.